Welcome back, my friends, to another exciting episode of Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Rita Haddad, holistic psychotherapist, naturopathic healer, and author. Thank you for joining me again for another week, another exciting episode. This week is very special. I want to share with you my own personal healing journey. So some of us don't believe that there's profoundness in the experiences that we have and we tend to minimize. And it was for a really long time that I minimized my own experience with my health my own journey. And it's been through people asking questions and through my work with others just like you that I've come to realize, wow, you know what? I have a really profound story. And I know, I know in my heart of hearts that out there, some of you can relate to some of my experiences to a certain degree. And I thought, you know what? I don't think I've ever shared my story on the show. So I wanted to share so that you can see you are not alone. So that you can realize that, oh my goodness, how do I even say this? When you're in the right place, the answers will come to you. Um, the resources will come to you. And your job is to look for the information and to listen when it comes your way, not to minimize or deny or... You need to trust yourself, basically, is all I'm trying to say. And so in sharing my story, I hope that I can give you a little gift to give to yourself when experiences like this arise in your own life. So without further ado, here we go. I'm going to share with you my my personal health journey. My story is big and wide and deep. But my personal health journey started only a few years ago. Up until a few years ago, I prided myself on being so super healthy. I'm free from medication. I'm free from sickness and pain. I honestly can't remember the last time I had to visit a doctor until about two years ago. It was January 3rd, 2022. So literally just over two years ago. And what happened was I was writhing in pain. And I, you know, for those of you who know me, you know, I have an extremely tolerant tolerance to pain. Like I have a high pain tolerance. I can take a lot of pain and refuse medication and, and, and breathe through it basically and work through it. Now I had four babies naturally, so that was not easy and it was not painless But to me, that was a reminder that, hey, you know what? I can get through anything. I can get through any kind of physical pain. Well, not this day. January 3rd, 2022, I was in so much pain. I actually told my husband to call an ambulance because I said, "Mm -mm." I said, nope, I had four babies without any medication. This is far worse than that. Um, You need to call an ambulance or get me to a hospital right away. And that put him in a little bit of a panic because he knows I can get through, <laughs> I can work through the pain. So we got to the emergency room and I could not figure out what was wrong with me. My stomach was on fire. Um, and it happened after I had one sip of hot chocolate that I had made for my kids. It was a cold January morning. It was shortly after the new year. Um, they were excited about having some hot chocolate and popcorn. 
and there was some left over and I had one sip of the hot chocolate and I was just bowling over in pain. And it persisted for several hours before I finally said, this is getting worse. I feel awful. Get me to the hospital. So we showed up to the local emergency room and I waited because obviously they didn't consider that I was much of an emergency. And this was, you know, still during the height of COVID. So the emergency room was busy with a lot of people who were feeling sick, who were wanting COVID tests, um, a lot of people who were there to get refilled of their medications, a lot of really sick people. Um, and so I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And in time, the pain slowly starts to dissipate. I went from a fire alarm 10 to probably, I would say, I was probably a, about a, a six or a seven in pain by the time they finally saw me. So they took all my vitals, such and such. Okay, I appear healthy, but my stomach is really killing me, okay? So eventually I'm seen by a doctor and he tell, he feels around and he automatically says, it sounds like your gallbladder um, needs to come out tonight. It sounds like you have a blockage in your gallbladder. And I said, what? I don't understand. How can that happen? And he says, well, of course, it's the four F's. You're fat, you're fair, you're 40, which I was not yet 40 at that time, and you're female. So you're at a greater risk for having your gallbladder get blocked. And these things don't correct themselves. That's what he said. These things don't correct themselves. You're going to continue being in pain. You need to get your gallbladder removed tonight. Don't plan on going home. He told my husband, go home and come back and pick her up in the morning. You, he tells me, you, you're staying right here. You're not going anywhere tonight. And I said, thank you, but I want to get a second opinion from my doctor before I schedule any surgeries. My friends, I want you to use this as an opportunity to remember that you pay the doctor. You are the only best advocate for your health. And doctors are experts in knowing medicine, but doctors are not experts in your body. And so it's easy for them to just assign a label or assign a diagnosis that might not make sense to you. And in those situations, do not be afraid to speak up. You are your own best advocate. You are the expert on yourself and your body. Speak up and let them know you can seek other doctors. You can seek other avenues for healing and it's not the end all be all and they will not get their feelings hurt. So in my situation, I told the ER doctor, I want to get a second opinion from my doctor. I trust my doctor. Now, my doctor is a family doctor who sees all four of my kids. Um, I do have a file with her just in the event that I need it. But in the 11 years that we've been seeing her, I've never had to go see her. But I trust her. So I said, I'm going to go see my doctor. And they said, don't bother. You're not leaving here tonight. You're going to come back in more pain. It gets worse and worse every time you get a gallbladder attack. So people, let me tell you something. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I got on the phone with my sister all the way across the country and I had my sister pray for me. And they took me at 2.30 in the morning for an ultrasound. They looked at the ultrasound and then they started asking me questions that implied that I was coming to the ER to get meds or to get drugs, prescription drugs. And I said to the woman who was wheeling me back from the ultrasound, 
Oh, I refused any pain medication they've already given me because the pain had already started subsiding by the time they saw me. So I felt like I didn't need medication. And she said, huh, that's interesting. Your gallbladder looks fine, but your liver looks a little enlarged. And then it reminded me that, wait, I think I've heard this before. After I had my first daughter back in 2012, I remember writhing in pain. Oh my goodness, I couldn't even move with every breath. I was in so much pain. And her words triggered that memory. And I was in New York City at the time. I went to an urgent med place in the city with my husband and they did all kinds of blood tests and they felt around and they said, other than elevated liver enzymes, you're perfectly healthy and you're free to go. So I left and I forgot about it because I never experienced that kind of pain again in my stomach. So she reminded me of that memory and I said, wait a minute, I'm remembering this. I knew it wasn't my gallbladder. You tell them to cancel that surgery. I'm not having surgery tonight. Get me out of here. Discharge me. Well, I'll tell you something, and this is something I'm not proud of for my local ER staff, but they were extremely rude to me for the remainder of the hours that I was there waiting to be discharged because they thought I was making a mistake. I heard over and over again from nurses and doctors and personnel that I'm making a mistake. I'm going to be in much more pain the next time I come. I'm going to regret not having this surgery tonight, but I'm free to go of my own will and volition. So I said, thank you. Give me my paperwork and send me on my way. Well, you know what, my friends, that got me started on a deep dive into researching the liver which really elevated my work with helping people. I was already helping people as I am now with food as medicine, with reducing stress, with getting getting mentally and emotionally balanced. But this really elevated my work and my experience with getting deeper into the organ systems, understanding how they all work together and understanding what is the connection between the liver and the gallbladder and how can keeping my liver healthy keep my gallbladder healthy and vice versa. So I went home and I (laughs) found a book on cleaning out the liver. That book led to another book by the same author. And I thought to myself, oh, hey, this would be a great book to have to help people in my wellness center. So let me go ahead and buy them both from the publisher at the same time. Well, because they were from the publisher, they were not expedited shipping as they would be, say, from Amazon or some other source. So it took several weeks for the books to come. In the meantime, a friend had recommended a functional medicine doctor who was local, and she said, oh, I love this doctor. She's so great. She really helped me clean up my gut and um, heal my gut, and that really helped my health. Well, I made an appointment with the doctor. By this time, it was February, so about a month had passed. I made an appointment with the doctor, but she was booked out until April. So I had from February and March until the beginning or middle of April to figure out what was going on and wait for these books, which took quite a long time, actually, I might say, and understand the role of the liver in my health and why I was experiencing what I was experiencing. So the same week that I have my appointment with the doctor in April, it was April 16, 2022. Well, guess what? It was the same week that my books arrived. So I'm flipping through my books, flipping through my books, looking at the liver book, but really interested in this other book that I buy that's really all about healing from mystery illnesses. And I'm not quite sure what mystery illnesses really are at that time. 
And I'm like, oh, this is a very curious book. And I'm flipping through and I'm looking at the titles of chapters and I'm starting to read the book. Well, I go to my appointment the next day and the doctor, now she is amazing. She truly was integral in my ability to heal. She does all of these tests. She tests my cell function, my mitochondrial function. She tests my heart rate, my heart rhythm, my heart frequency. She does some muscle testing on me because I go in with some suspicion of some allergies. And I said, you know what? When I eat eggs, I stay full for eight to 12 hours. When I eat gluten, I get really puffy and bloated. And when I eat dairy, I break out with eczema all over my hands. And sometimes I get these really bad lacerations and like dead, like the skin dies around them. And it takes about two weeks of being in pain for that, those cuts on my fingers and my hands to heal. So I'm sensing some allergies. I don't know if they're temporary or permanent, but I know that these are the things since January that I've been watching for that are bothering me. Now, remember my gallbladder incident was January 3rd, and now here we are April 16th. So during that time, I was paying really close attention, which I knew these foods were bothering me before, but I was just coming off of having my fourth baby and I was homeschooling my kids. So I was not in a position to really do much about it. Which is totally understandable, my friends. Sometimes we're just not ready to take that step. And I understand that 100%. So I suffered for a whole year, all through 2021, knowing that these foods were bothering me and just feeling like, you know what, I'm not in a position to change what I'm eating right now. So by 2022, after this gallbladder incident, I started paying close attention and really noticing when I don't eat these foods, oh, I'm hungry now at regular intervals. Oh, um, I'm craving foods differently. Oh, food's actually tasting differently. Oh, hey, look what's happening. The dry skin on my hands is clearing up. Um, it was just a whole different experience. And so she muscle tested me and she told me, you know what? You're right. Uh, these foods are causing problems for you. In fact, she said egg yolks strengthened my body, but egg whites weakened my body. So the egg white was where the allergy was for me. And then she said another thing that was profound. She said, you're also right. It's not your gallbladder. I'm glad you didn't let them take it out. She said, it's your liver. Your liver is the problem. And I said, I knew it. And it was complete validation for me advocating for myself with that ER doctor. And for me remembering that I pay him. I pay his wages and he doesn't get to determine what organs come in or out of my body without my consent. Well, my friend, she told me some other things that were really scary. She said I was showing signs of insulin resistance. She said, although I had just turned 40 in February, that my heart age was that of a 43 or 44 year old. She said that um, my mitochondrial function was low, um, my stress was too high, and, and all of these things didn't make sense to me because I said, I exercise, I run regularly, I've stayed under, I've stayed about 20 to 22 pounds in all of my pregnancies, I've been a vegetarian for 30 years, how does any of this make sense? And she said, well, maybe you're eating too many carbs, and maybe something's not working for your body, and I have to tell you, my friends, I was so disappointed and so deflated, I left her office and cried, and I said, how can this happen? I just turned 40, I had four healthy babies, four healthy pregnancies, what has changed now? 
So I went back and I picked up the book on mystery illnesses. And that same week I started reading it because I said, these are all the things that this book claims it can help heal. Insulin resistance, acne, diabetes, um, back pain, muscle spasms, um, all influenza, like all, all these mystery illnesses that, that people don't know where they come from or how to cure them or how to prevent them from happening. And this guy, this author says he has the answers. So I begin reading the book and I start on page one, chapter one. And page one, chapter one is all about the Epstein-Barr virus. And I'm reading it and I'm thinking, wow, my mother-in-law has a lot of these conditions. And you know what? So does my mother now that I think about it. I'm going to keep reading this chapter and I'm going to see how I can help them. And as I get deeper and deeper into the chapter, I realize, wait a minute, these are all of my experiences. And this author is connecting Epstein-Barr virus to poor liver function, insulin resistance, diabetes, heart malfunction, mitochondrial malfunction, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, a lot of the things that the, the uh, functional medicine doctor told me, but also a lot of the things that I saw my own mother and my own mother-in-law dealing with. And I came to realize that I was in the early stages of the Epstein-Barr viral attack and my mother and mother-in-law were in the later stages, meaning that the virus had attacked their body for many years on end and created such disarray inside of their body that they were feeling the chronic fatigue and the fibromyalgia. I hadn't gotten that bad yet. And as it turns out, so now, so I went from the deep dive in the liver to the deep dive in the Epstein-Barr virus. And so let me tell you a little something about Epstein-Barr. So Epstein-Barr virus is a latent virus. That means once you get it, it stays in your body forever. It's like COVID, it's like HIV, it's like herpes. And so you have it, but it goes to sleep. And when it goes to sleep, you live with it in coexistence and it doesn't create any problems. Now, I have seen NIH studies that have shown 95 to 97% of Americans are carrying Epstein-Barr virus and don't know it. And they're living just fine with it dormant inside of their bodies. Epstein-Barr virus, one of the variations is mono. I know many of you have heard of mono. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was called the kissing disease. It spread spread rampantly among youngsters, but adults can get it too. And there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can get it. Um, but the point is that it had been dormant in my liver since I was a small child and I had no idea. And it took the birth of my fourth child in combination with my excessive cheese eating and <laughs> Everyone who knows me knows how much I love cheese. My excessive cheese eating and the little bit of dairy that I was using aside from cheese and the little bit of gluten that I was eating and the eggs, that those were the things that were actually feeding the virus and I didn't know. Now, I was eating two eggs a day as my breakfast and it was a, a big source of protein for me. Being a vegetarian, breastfeeding, being a busy mom, having four kids and feeling like, you know what, two eggs ground me, they keep me full, I feel hearty and healthy, I don't feel hungry, and I need that for my busy lifestyle. I need to not feel hungry because eating will slow me down. That was the mentality that I had in 2021 during that year only. Even though I know how eating too fast can harm your body, I needed not to feel hungry that year because food would slow me down and I didn't have time to slow down because I was so overwhelmed that year. 
Well, lo and behold, I was feeding the virus. It had come out shortly after my birth of my fourth child, and I was feeding the virus, and I needed to know what to do to put it back to sleep. So I started, I, I continued on with eliminating the gluten, dairy, and eggs. And my friends, that really worked for me. For the first time in a year, I could see my feet again. I started losing weight extremely quickly. I think I lost something like 40 pounds in like six months and it fell off while I was sleeping. Like every, every month I was losing anywhere from four to seven pounds and it was not fat. My friends, I was not fat. I was heavily inflamed when you lose weight that quickly or when you gain weight that quickly, it is all inflammation. It's not fat and it's easy to lose if you eat the foods that your body needs. Now again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. This is contingent upon your blood chemistry, your body chemistry, your organ systems, and your lifestyle. So it's not just about, oh, I'm going to go gluten-free because it seems to work for people. Well, being gluten-free might not work for you, you know? Being on paleo doesn't work for everybody. We know this. We know that some people gain weight on paleo, some people feel terrible on it, and some people thrive and are very successful eating paleo. And that's because not everybody needs to be eating meat. But some people do need to be eating meat to thrive and survive. So going gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan really worked for me. I mean, I was already vegetarian, my girls and I, so that worked for us to just take the next step to go vegan. Going gluten-free was a little harder, but we managed. We found our way and we managed. So all this is to say, it took a really long time. It took about a year and a half of being very, very diligent about my health, about everything that I put into my body, about making sure that I took out my juicer from being in the cupboard for, you know, gosh, something like seven or eight years. I rarely used it to using it every day. I started increasing the smoothies. I started increasing the amount of fruits and vegetables that I was eating. I started staying more away from processed foods and then I eliminated gluten, dairy, and egg. And that took a long time. But you know what? I felt like I was 20 again, my friends. I was waking up in the morning and instead of feeling like exhausted and negative and just low energy and not interested in starting the day, I was waking up energized after six, seven hours of sleep and just full of like bouncing like natural energy like who needed coffee I didn't need coffee I didn't even need warm water with lemon because I was waking up full of energy because my body was finally starting to heal instead of all of my healing resources going towards combating this virus and trying to deflate this inflammation that I was experiencing, my body was finally able to just use its resources to live and to help me to thrive and survive. And for the first time, I would say from 2018 to 2021 was when I was really starting to feel the worst. So for the first time in four years, I was feeling excited about life and energized. And no longer was I feeling like you know, after I had a baby in 2018, everyone said, oh, you know, you're getting close to 40 and you have three kids and you're busy and blah, 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 blah. And I said, no, no, this doesn't feel right. Like I'm not losing the weight and I feel really tired and lethargic all the time. And just, I feel different. You know, I don't even feel motivated to run as much as I used to. I was running 20 miles a week before <laughs> I had my baby in 2018. Even during my pregnancy, I was still running, you know, 10, 15 miles a week. 
And so it was after that third baby in 2018 that I said something is starting to feel wrong. And then it was after the baby in 2021 that the Epstein-Barr virus came out of my liver, came out of hiding, and began attacking my body. I was experiencing a viral attack that I suspect so many others experience on a daily basis, and they have no idea about it. So my friends, if you're looking to be an advocate for your health, I want you to consider getting a blood test. I want you to consider getting tested for mononucleosis or the monovirus or Epstein-Barr virus. They're all one in the same. If you have a marker for it, it means you've had it at one time or another. If you've had it at one time or another, there's an off chance that it could be active in your body. If it's active in your body, it will lead to so many health complications because that's what viruses do. And the more we feed them with processed foods, the more we feed them with heavy metals, the more we feed them with sugar with genetically modified foods, these are the foods that feed them, the more they grow and they wreck our health. Now, in my situation, the virus was living in my liver and my friends, the liver is your detoxification system for your whole body. I've done a whole podcast episode on it. If you haven't listened to it, go back and find it and give it a listen. The liver is where your detox happens in your body. And so what that means is that all the yuckiness that's in all of your cells have to filter through your liver. And the more that the yuckiness accumulates in your liver and it's not able to be expressed out through your urine or through your through your poop or through your sweat, then the more it gets backed up in your liver. And when your liver gets backed up, it becomes sluggish. When it becomes sluggish, it can't detox your body. So that creates more inflammation inside of your body. So that's what I was experiencing. Once things get further, then you start having health complications like the insulin resistance and you have to get your gallbladder removed because guess what, my friends? The gallbladder and the liver are symbiotic. If your gallbladder has already been removed, then it means you need to produce bile in your liver. And if your liver is backed up, it won't be able to produce bile. And guess what will happen? Everything you eat will create digestive distress for you. So there's a whole lot going on. This is the nutshell version of my story. There's so much more that I want to share in another episode, but we are coming up on time. So what I want to say, my friends, this final little nugget is remember that you're the expert on you. You pay the doctors and you have the right to say no. You have the right to seek other opinions and other avenues for healing. I also want to say the liver is probably one of the most important um, avenues for healing that you can have. So if you're not interested in medication, if you're not interested in changing your diet, that's all fine. There's no judgment around any of that. However, you need to find ways to cleanse your liver. If you can cleanse your liver, you can repair your health. So if you want to hear more about the liver, go back and find my podcast episode called The Unsung Hero of Good Health. Give it a listen. I talk all about the liver and why it's so important and so crucial. And in these final words, my friend, I just want to say to you that I love you and I thank you for being here. And I want you to give yourself a pat on the back for being here because that shows you're truly interested in taking good care of yourself. And it means that you love yourself enough to care for yourself. And while it's not always easy and it is sometimes time consuming and sometimes it can be very expensive, 
um, the cost of time and the cost of money to prevent poor health is far less than it would be to pay for insurance month after month and then to pay the high premiums and then to put yourself on medication, which in most circumstances will only make things worse. So give yourself a big pat on the back. Give yourself a nice treat today. Go have an apple and enjoy it and stick some peanut butter on it. (laughs) I love apples and peanut butter. Maybe throw some raisins on there. Have yourself a good little snack. Maybe eat a bar of dark chocolate. I don't know. You get to decide. But whatever you choose to do, eat it and enjoy it in good health. Thank you for being here, my friends. I'll be back next week with another super exciting and fun episode. Um, on eating for energy and weight loss. If you want to share your story or ask questions, please visit me at santaanimawellness.com. You can find information on my books, Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. Um, You can email me, you can ask me questions, or you can book a consultation with me so that we can get to the root of your problems. If you are interested in being on an episode, please also reach out to me. I'm always looking for people who are interested in recording episodes with me. I thank you, my friends, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.